Hi, welcome to My Creativity. about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Sari. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, my creativity. From the planning and goal setting, to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head, to the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Each week, I go over my goals from last week and then propose new ones at the end of the episode. Today's episode... I'll also be talking a bit about my ideas for a framework for science fiction stories. So in weeks past, I have talked about an urban fantasy sort of framework. I've got this science fiction one here. I've sort of worked my way through it and come up with a way of stepping through five points to outline a story idea in a world in which science fiction will happen. So it's not a plot device, like it doesn't cover the highs and lows and the, the various ins and outs, but rather it gives you that framework to fill in a plot. So my goals then, I'm midway through September. September is my last one for the year, so very soon I'm going to be coming up with some new annual goals. What I'll be doing with that in particular this time is this is the end of the first year and I'm looking back over the goals that I set and how well I achieved them and the sort of activity I was able to achieve, how how productive I was, with the idea being that this coming year's goals are going to be a little bit more specific because now I've got some baseline uh, measurements to run off. So I'm going to be including uh, statistics about writing more books, about producing podcasts, about uh, making money and enlisting people and doing some marketing goals and so forth. And they're, they're all going to be a little bit more concrete and specific because uh, I'm pretty new to this, but I've been doing it for a year now and I've got some numbers. So September's goals, which were to review my monthly goals, and I keep putting that in there because uh, a while back I... Like I totally missed what I was trying to do for the month. And I was just sort of wandering off my own goals. So now I review them each week. So I'm going to publish book two. I'm going to be running 16 kilometers, doing a 16 kilometer run. And my app ideas, I've been coming up with more of this sort of business plan, business um, product, if you like. So last week's goals were to run 16 kilometers. Today was a gorgeous sunny day, a little bit warm actually for doing a bit of running. But I did my 16-kilometer run, and my legs my legs absolutely really hurt quite a lot. I'm surprised. Uh, edit book two, so I'm up to chapter... Uh, I think I'm just at the end of chapter eight, going into chapter nine. So I've got five more chapters, I think. So I've got to get that, got to get that moving. Judgment Day, this is this song by an artist called Stealth. I believe it was featured on TV show Suits. But in particular, this the reason I'm doing this cover is because I have been asked, uh, working with the writer of Danson, which is an audio drama, uh, to, to produce a cover along with... Uh, I'm not singing the cover, thankfully. I've been doing singing lessons, but 
I'm still a little bit rusty, but I'll be playing the guitar on that. So I'm putting that together and release exit plan six. And so I did that for sure. Rightio. So this week, let's talk about science fiction. And I know that I've heard people say, I want to write science fiction, but I'm not really sure where to start. These are people who are coming from other genres, maybe, uh, or perhaps it's their first book. They really love science fiction. And they sort of want to get into it. And then they sat down and go, I'm not sure where to start. It's quite a big, big thing to do. Now I've talked, now I've talked through urban fantasy. Uh, you can just head back through the archives there. You can listen to it yourself. So here I've got this framework I put together for coming up with a science fiction story. There's five points to it. Point one, pick a single scientific or social premise to build your story around. So science fiction can be a bit difficult to define. People use all sorts of different ways of doing it. But it can be said to be the extrapolation and expansion of existing ideas or theories into the realms of fiction. And to put it simply, it's the science fiction is a what-if analysis of current theory or imagined possibility set against some analogue of our own world. And to that end, the first step you need to do is imagine some future state of a scientific theory, technology, or social construct. So, like, yeah, go and pick one. And it can be from your existing passions, an article you've read, a topic you're familiar with, or something from today's news stories. And this will be the focal point around which you'll hang the rest of your story. It will act as the anchor or foundation of the following steps. Uh, this isn't the only reason for your story's existence, but it might be. So this focal point is what we will use as a skeleton to hang the flesh, the sinew and nervous system of the rest of your world and story. You might be able to pick two, but a single foci, you can attain greater clarity and the following steps in this framework will be that much easier. So here's some examples that you might pick. And I'm not necessarily being especially creative here, but uh, for example, gene editing of human embryos. Uh, recently, Chinese scientists indicated that they have uh, used the CRISPR gene editing technique to create the first modified babies. Um, that's certainly very interesting. They modified them for greater intelligence, supposedly. But, I don't know, it just sounds like we're going to have a zombie invasion, really. Uh, how about extra-dimensional faster-than-light travel? So you can't actually travel faster than light. But that doesn't necessarily mean you can't move from point A and appear in point B faster than a photon traveling through space-time can get there. Or how about consciousness as an emergent property of matter? This this kind of a, an interesting idea, and it's a little bit Frankenstein in its way. If you were to think of think of creating, so we talk about artificial intelligence, for example, and that's where we are. Uh, using a, a computer, which is an abstract calculation tool, to try and simulate consciousness or intelligence. But what if consciousness is actually, as I said here, an emergent property of matter, such that if you were to build the correct shape out of the correct things, it would gain consciousness? Could you imagine a rubber jar and a brain built accurately enough was conscious? Interesting. How about social reputation entirely managed by a global network? So again, in China, they, 
this is something they're actually kind of toying with, this idea that you can earn points. But we still have that now as in a fashion with things like credit history. People, uh, credit history or their insurance claims. And certainly now when we have social networking, people are able to mine a great deal of data about people. So you could take that a little few steps further and what sort of world would that create? Well, good old staple, colonization of another planet. That's just so many possibilities there. So anyway, you take your focal point and you expand it into some future state where it becomes like, say, ubiquitous or common. And that's your step one, done. And something to remember, of course, is that when we're talking science in science fiction, we're not just talking about physics and engineering. It can also be linguistics, anthropology, psychology. If you look at Asimov's Foundation series, it was primarily based around what uh, is referred to in it as psycho... Oh, no, I can't remember what it's called. Psychohistory or something? Or The idea being that if you were to map out enough variables of um, a social and psychology of a group of people, you could effectively predict its future. So step two then, you've got yourself a focus. If you want a great story that you know, really grabs your audience, you need to answer the big three questions. The big three are the questions that will build your world, involve your audience, and inform your story. Without them, you'll find people don't get it, and they'll drift off. The first thing you need, of course, is your focal point. But this is your second step. What are the big three? I'm glad you asked. Number one. How does your focal point relate to society? Your focal point, the scientific theory, the technology or social premise you chose, will affect society in some way. The world your story exists in will be created, moulded and changed by your focus. Think about governments, trade, commerce, institutions and religion. How will they adapt or react? A universal cure for all disease will have an effect, for example... You know, a dominant world religion will have a social impact, and so will faster than light travel. In what ways will this be reflected in social attitudes, family values, crime rates, political atmosphere, or economic policy? How does your focal point relate to the individual? This is number two. So you've got how your society has been affected. You've shaped your world. You've shaped your world and built the institutions that define and are defined by society. But now it's time to consider the individual within this structure. How does an individual get their education, relate to others? How do they feel about the rules and roles that society, moulded by your focal point, has forced on them? If people over the age of 50 are culled from the population, then how does a person feel as they approach that age? Or as their family or friends approach that limit? What daily actions does an individual do in the circumstances they find themselves. And your third question you've got to answer, what new possibilities does this lead to? Every innovation, technology, or social revolution opens doors to further development. Where is this heading, and, and what possibilities are presented due to your focal point? Is a new religion on the horizon? Is a new city being built, guided by principles being learnt from extra-dimensional faster-than-light travel? When computers became common... Networking was just taking off. When computer networks became common, the internet started evolving. 
So what is the not quite science fiction of your science fiction? What technologies are, are just starting to be hinted at by the science fiction focus that you've sort of developed? Step three, craft your characters. So a story does not work without characters and your story, I'm pretty sure, will be a masterpiece. So you must now choose your characters. There may be more or fewer than literally three individuals, but there are three roles you must fill in this framework. Obviously, you, you can come with as many as you like, but this, this framework here to hold together looks at three. So your focal point gives you the skeleton as the foundation upon which you build your story. Your big three questions inform the world in which your story takes place. And now this third set will populate your world with the vital characters through which your audience will experience your grand vision. Characters serve multiple purposes in a story. They progress the plot, they carry the emotion, and react to or cause conflict. Your three characters will be pivotal in your plotting and will allow you to explore your world and ratchet up the tension, make your audience feel the world. Remember the old uh, show, don't tell? Characters are how you show. Are there literally only three and are they each an individual? No. You might have all three expressed in a single person. Or one of the three might be a group of people, say the crew of a starship. Or one could be a computer, a city, or item of clothing. A character is a conjunction of idea, expression, and reaction. A character paints a personal image in the mind's eye of your audience. So, who are these three? Or what are these three roles that you have to have? One is the character that represents society. So this character is the lens through which we understand and explore the social effects of your focal point. They are the interface between your audience and your world. Without this character, the exploration of your focus is flat and without depth. Your, so your society character demonstrates the traits projected onto your story society by your focal point. And you've already answered this question in the earlier steps. They explain and anthropomorphize the world they live in. Through them, we understand how society has come to be the way it is. Your second character. This is your individual character. So look at how your focal point affects the individual and what is this and that is what this character is. Often she is the protagonist, but not necessarily so. Your individual character carries with them the weight of all people trying to get by. Imagine an editorial comment posted on a current affairs show like 60 Minutes if they lived in your science fiction world. That editorial is your individual character. She is the every woman who sees the problems and takes advantage of the advantages without realizing it. She'll sit in a sterile, air-conditioned bathroom, commenting on how people living in mud huts and collecting dung to burn their fires that contribute to the horrendous mortality rate of their children have a rich sense of community and some essential value lost to modern men. They're also the inspired adventurer seeking to experience everything the world can offer. And your third character is the character that embodies the future. Sure, your story is already set in the future. Not necessarily, but let's say it is. But you need a character that embodies your future future. If the individual character isn't your protagonist, you'll probably find this one is. 
If your story is about changing or progressing the society created by your focal point, then this is the guy leading the charge. Where is all this going? Follow your future character. Okay, so that's your characters. The fourth step, second last step on this science fiction story creation adventure. Create two minor and one major conflict as a result of your premise. So conflict is the story, and without it, you've got a collection of words and little else. This is the fourth step in the five-step framework and hangs off the first three. Create one major conflict, which will be the prime crescendo of your work, and it will come directly from your focal point. Think of it this way. If your story didn't have the focal point you chose, then this conflict would not happen. If your focal point was that colonists on a new world have evolved differently to earthbound humans, then your conflict should necessarily come from this evolution. Remove the focal point and you would remove this conflict. Why? I hear you ask. Well, because otherwise you just have what amounts to cops and robbers in space. If you can remove your focal point and tell exactly the same story scene for scene with present day real world analogues, then do you really have science fiction? You can claim it is, of course, but really you've just created some futuristic window dressing to gussy up a tired old story. Don't be that guy. But one conflict doesn't cut the mustard. You need to pick two minor conflicts related to two of your big three questions. These conflicts need not relate to the focal point, but they need to relate to the world, and in doing so, they relate to your characters. These minor conflicts will form the ups and downs that surround the unveiling of the primary conflict. Can you create more than two minor conflicts? Yes. But then you're going to have a handful dealing with all the interactions between your three characters and your conflicts. Each conflict will touch and be reflected from each of your characters. That's not proper English. Each conflict will touch and be reflected by each of your characters. This is what gives texture and depth to your story. The final step. If you've come this far and you've been taking notes, maybe you're going to listen to this podcast back and take notes, or, or maybe just go check out the show notes because I'm going to just cut a copy and paste that in there and you can have a look. You can check it out on gravityundone.net and you just follow the, the links to my creativity. The fifth point is add one unexplained or unexplored premise. This, this is a little twist that I, I love to add to my stories. And in, I've identified it in a number of stories that I've read that have really interested me. And you can spot it in some of the good movies. The ones that, that just, you don't know why, but you'll, you'll love to watch them. So what is life if not for mystery? Do you want a story that leaves nothing to the imagination? That's a rhetorical question. We are, at our base, primal creatures. When we receive information, it first passes through what people like to refer to as our reptile, reptile brain, our most basic processor, and we determine if what we are perceiving is predator or prey. We want our stories to be the prey sought by our predator audience. What does prey do? It rustles the bushes and then it runs. Deny it if you like but you'd be wrong. We chase what runs. You've chosen a primary focus which holds everything together, and now you need to pick a second one. Your second focus should remain unexplained and unexplored. 
Involve it in each conflict. Have it turn up in a character history. But leave it without resolution. So in your world, for example, you have cryogenic sleep pods that allow people to travel between the stars without dying of old age. And this informs your society, the individuals, and points to a future of further exploration. Now throw some strange dreams that people experience while in suspended animation. Maybe one of the dreams provides a clue to solving the main conflict? Like a really subtle way? Have a university studying the phenomena, but say no more on it. That little tidbit is your mystery. The prey to pull your reader into a deeper contemplation of your world and story. When they finish your story, if you've done it right, they'll hunger for more without specifically craving resolution of the dream enigma. There's a movie I quite like which has this element in it. It's called Alien. Now, if you go and listen to my Space Brains podcast with Mark, we talk about Alien and we love the movie. One of the things I really love about it and I think what has actually made it into such a cult and a, and a franchise is the fact that the basic story, in case you don't know or have trouble remembering, uh, a space refinery floating on the way back home from a mining colony, I guess. Asteroid mining, who knows? We don't really know. But it's a big refinery driving along and it intercepts a signal that they think is a... a help beacon and so they detach from their main thing and fly the ship down to this landless planet there they get this alien organism that comes aboard the ship and kills everyone except for ripley she escapes but in the process of that we find out that one of the crew members and um this is a spoiler so i'm hoping that you've all seen the movie one of the crew members is an android who was specifically ordered to get a sample of this creature or to bring this creature back, all other uh, conditions or all other priorities are considered conditional. As in basically you, just, you can kill everyone to do it if you want. We never get told why they want this creature. We never revealed who added this order. We never revealed how they knew that this beacon was there or how they knew it actually wasn't a distress beacon but rather a warning signal. All of that is just, it's just not there. We just know that they, this guy was ordered to come there, and he, he was added to the crew just specifically for that mission, but we don't know. It's just this mystery. And it's not really important to the story. It could have been anything, but there you go. That's, that's your mystery, and I think that's a great example, because then it goes on, and we have a sequel. We have eight, we've got four... Five Aliens movies, a couple of Aliens vs. Predators, lots of computer games. And I think one of the reasons for that, besides the, the gorgeous cinematography and uh, rather excellent directing from Ridley Scott, but I think it was part of the story there that was left as a mystery. So there you go, that's my framework. You can get yourself uh, a copy of this. It'll be in my show notes. You can get on there, gravityundone.net. Uh, I've also actually made a few sort of short videos about each of these points as well, if you prefer videos. You can find them on Gravity Undone or you know, check out uh, YouTube. I've got Gravity Undone on YouTube if you want. That's science fiction. I love science Funny thing is, though, I don't write much science fiction. That's changing. I've already gone through 
I've gone through this uh, these five steps, and I'm starting to put together a science fiction book about black holes because black holes are awesome. So next week's goals. I'm going to run 16 kilometers again. I'm going to do that for the rest of September. Summer is coming though. It's getting very hot. I'm going to have to reduce the individual length of that run and do you know two runs on the weekend instead because it's just yeah 16 kilometer run or going for a 21 kilometer run is you know takes an hour and a half two hours and in summer here in australia and certainly we're just coming to spring it's already hot you could be losing you know a couple of liters of water an hour running it's just not good for you so next week's goals run 16 kilometers finish editing book two because the following week i have to publish that sucker I had to finish recording Judgment Day. I'm hoping to get that done sort of Monday or Wednesday. And Exit Plan Episode 7. There are... I can, I'm going to tell you how many episodes there are left in Exit Plan. Because this is the final season. And the episodes in this are a little bit shorter. Uh, in part because there's a little bit more direct action occurring in them. Which tends to tell more story than does narration. But also, it, it takes... For this 10 minute episode I did today, it took... Uh, three hours of editing and that's not including the recording of the dialogue and so forth that's it's quite a bit so there are 13 episodes total episode seven we're about halfway awesome when exit plans finished i'm going to get on my next project which is recording that audio book that i sort of put off i tried to start recording it just i didn't have the, the time commitment for it so until i talk to you next time Go over this science fiction framework and see what you think. See ya.